0: Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's message. I heard about a lady just uh, in the week uh, the week before New Year. She had a dream. She had a dream that her husband bought her a big diamond ring. And she wakes up the next morning and she says to her husband, I had this dream. I had this dream where, like, on New Year's Day, like, I got you bought me this big diamond ring? And she says, what do you, what do you think it means? And he just smiles at her and says, well you'll know. On New Year's Day, you'll know. On New Year's Day, you'll know. And anyway, on New Year's, um, New Year's Day, the morning, you know, he brings her in this, this gift that's wrapped up. She's all excited. She opens it up. And uh, it's a book called The Meaning of Dreams. <laughs> so, But it's, uh, it's super helpful having... Having dates in the calendar, isn't it? They just help us to sort of stop and and think and reflect and maybe plan. Um, and New Year's days, you know, one of those one of those days. It's a time where you, you do you stop and you think. Birthdays can be a little like that as well. Where it's sort of you stop and and think. Uh, on Friday, just gone, it was my birthday. Uh, so, yes. Um, so um, I bought my trailer today, just in case you bought me some gifts. Um, so, no, just just kidding. We're not one of those churches. So. Um, but, um, ooh. <laughs> uh, but um, great. Uh, so I just got up that morning and I just, just first thing I did was just talk with God. Just, you know, gratitude, looking back and then, you know, looking ahead. And it was a funny old day, sort of started off the day with God and then I went and spent some time with the physio doing sort of a hamstring massage, then brunch with the family. And it was just, it was a, it was a fun day. But but January, January really is a good time, isn't it? Just to be thinking about the upcoming year, you know, how are all the important things going, you know, like, like kind of diet and exercise and relationships and finances and jobs and, uh, and your faith. There's this... Um, small little book in the Bible um, called Jude. And in there, Jude talks about your most holy faith, your most holy faith. And so I want to stir you in your most holy faith this morning. So uh, as you look to be putting things in place for this year. So you are up for that? All right. So Again, in our, in our scriptures, we've got this wonderful letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy. There's, um, and uh, Timothy was a young pastor that Paul was training and mentoring. And uh, he says this in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. He says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. Who here has decided on some exercise goals for this year? Yeah, lots of hands going up. Some of them are sort of like, yeah. So like, I mean, I have. have, I've been seeing this this physio. I've got some injuries. I'm trying to get, get fixed up. And he's given me a whole lot of exercises like, you know, bridges and extensions and stretches and weights and rowing and, all sorts of things, and uh, but some of you, you you will have decided to do more walking or more stretching, or some of you in even might be doing some uh, some running. Anyone here got some running goals this year? yeah, if anyone's going to do any sort of like half marathons or marathons this year <laughs> not so many hands. Um, But what about this? Train yourself to be godly. Train yourself to be godly. Paul goes on to write this. He says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Train yourself to be godly. That's one of the great promises of our life with God, that if we train ourselves to be godly, our lives are gonna improve, like both in this life and in the life to come. It's, the, it's a great promise. So let's unpack this a little. Okay, train yourself to be godly. Godly, like what does being godly mean? We read the word um, "godly" or "godliness." It's in our scriptures a lot. You know, it talks about like a godly person or a godly sorrow, a godly jealousy, a godly uh, sincerity. It talks about living in godliness a lot. Uh, the word "godliness" in the um, in the New International Version of the, uh, the Bible in, in the New Testament, uh, eleven times, it's talking about godliness. Always like positive. It's like this is something to to to, to Press into to step into something of great value, something that's worth obtaining but the Bible actually doesn't tell us what godliness is, so we have to kind of figure that out like it there's lots of things that actually it does talk about that <clears throat> that align with the I guess the dictionary description of godliness, but it doesn't say. Godliness is this. So we have to figure it out. But I did actually read the dictionary definition of uh, of godliness, dictionary.com. Great so but this is this is dictionary.com. It says this what godliness is the quality or practice of conforming to the laws and wishes of God, devoutness and moral uprightness. And then it's got this little little Sentence underneath, which I think is just incredible. This is dictionary.com. This is not like, you know, bible.com. This is dictionary.com. It says, To be wise is to live in godliness, reflecting the nature of the kingdom of God in the course of everyday life. That's pretty good, eh? But, you know, like a simple definition, my my simple definition, I like things simple, of godliness. It's just living God's way. Living God's way. So I'm going to assume that um, you're keen on this, okay? On some growing in godliness, training yourself to be godly, more, yes to more godliness in my life this year. You know, it can be easy to think like, uh, you know, be more godly. It's like train yourself to be godly. Oh, I want to, need to be like a god. <laughs> like where I'm all powerful and I'm in control and everyone, you know, bows to me. That's completely, completely not what it is. It's this whole thing of living God's ways. So, so if we say, okay, yeah, I'm up for this. What do we do with that? So we need to figure out what does it look like for me. What does it look like for me to live God's ways? And and I bet if we all just stopped and did the an exercise and we wrote down a bunch of things like what we you know thought um, was a reflection of godliness, we when we put all our lists together, it would be like it would be long because there's so much that the Bible invites us into. A few things like it's it's you know loving. Loving what God loves, hating what God hates. You know, it's it's things like humility instead of pride, things like purity of heart, showing mercy instead of judgment. Like it's to have an aversion, you know, uh, of sin. You, you, the Bible talks about the fruits of the spirit, and you think like, oh, they're all descriptions of godliness. You know, like love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But but rather than Like let's just like rattle off a big list of things. You know, one of the key things for us, if we want to train ourselves to be godly, we've got access to this just unbelievable goldmine of help as we want to train ourselves in godliness, and it's the Bible. It's the Bible. It's, It's not just it's not just a book that you know was relevant, like you know. Around the time of Jesus, you know, hundred years was written in that sort of that couple of hundred years or the hundred years after Jesus. So it was, it's um, or the New Testament anyway, it's 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 not just a book for, you know, the the Middle Ages or or the Dark Ages or the Renaissance Ages or you know, the the modern age or the 1950s before TV was invented. This is this is a book that's just just timeless, timeless truths and help and and it's just a gold mine. It's timeless gold. And, like, if you haven't read the Bible, or if you don't really read the Bible, and you want to start, you want to you bring into your year this year, I do want to train myself to be godly. Could I encourage you? Just start by reading the accounts of Jesus. I are called the Gospels. The Gospels word that means the good news. There's these four accounts of the life of Jesus Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, named after the people who wrote them. And just let Jesus' life and words and wisdom and love just soak into your soul. Just let, let Jesus and all that He is soak into your soul. And come to church. Come to church. Let the messages and the worship and the conversations, again, allow them to train our hearts and our minds into godliness, you know, Paul's invitation to Timothy was train yourself to be godly. But did you hear what it said at the start as well? It said, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. And I know it's hard to know, like like old wives' tales, does that mean that it's the wives' tales that are old? Or is it a tale from an old wife? You know, it's... a. It's, let me give you an example of an old wives' tale. Don't swim after you've eaten. After you've eaten, or you get cramp. They've done they've done studies across universities across the world trying to say is this true? It's not true. It's not true. I'm like I missed out on so much swimming as a kid. Like you can't go swimming, you'll get cramp. It's like, and I mean that's not that. It's not that big a deal, but there are some things that are, you know, I guess you'd call them old wives' tales or godless myths, that are like things like this. Like You would have heard this one. You may have heard this one. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Have you heard that one? It's a bit of an awe. I mean, what a load of... <sniffs> like, really, that is just not true. Like, words can cut deep. But, friends, there are things that aren't true... And that oppose God have nothing to do with him that's, that's part of this whole the whole thing is that, that Paul's inviting us to is just not just train yourself to be godly but have nothing to do with the things that aren't of God be discerning and, and disciplined in your, in your TV watching and it just seems like there's so many things that have this like weird spiritual dynamic to them and like man just be so careful be so careful with watching that stuff you know with, what would will, will, potentially land in your heart with, with that? Be discerning in who you follow, who is influencing you. There's a couple of words that uh, got whole new meaning in the last sort of 10 years, isn't it? Following and influencing. There are people today who are called influencers because they have a large number of people following them on their social media or their, uh, their blogs or their um, podcasts, talking about all sorts of things like you know, politics and culture and how to have your best life. And uh, you know, who are you choosing to follow? Who are you choosing to have speak into your life through your social media? So take care that those people aren't propagating Godless myths and old wives' tales, meaningless talk, you know, deception, rubbish <laughs> that will steer you away from godliness. Paul again, Paul the apostle, wrote this in 1 Corinthians twelve. He says, "Remember how you were when you didn't. Remember how you were when you didn't know God. Led from one phony god to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everyone else did it." It is different in this life, this, the life of people of faith. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. So you might say, but Matt, like culture is, is shifting so fast so much. It's so hard to kind of work out what's, what's what's right, what's wrong. You know, language is changing, ideas, thinking, legislations. You know, it's what is acceptable? What isn't? How do I get... How do I get wisdom on some of these things that the Bible doesn't specifically talk about? How do I get some wisdom on this to know, like, well, what's, what's, what should I say yes to? What should I say no to? I'm going to listen to this. This is one of the wisest things I've, I've heard in a while. Um, from, a, uh, from Jay Pathick, who's the, the national director of the Vineyard Churches in the, in the U.S. Like, seriously, this is, this is good stuff this is about about sort of wisdom and discernment and decisions and thinking about like you know what do i want to invite into my life and what do i want to not have you know listen to this everyone this is a jpathetic everyone i know has an area of their life they are unsure what to do with our physical health financial well-being relational confusion we do our best but honestly we are a mess We may turn to Google, TikTok, or Amazon for a solution, but we still feel stuck or confused. Before all these mediated places of advice, we need to go, before all these mediated places of advice, we used to go to the village elders and ask for wisdom. They were people who knew our lives and our families' histories. They could see our individual strengths and weaknesses. From this vantage point, they could offer nuanced and practical advice, ancient wisdom that was able to be applied specifically to our circumstances. We need this again. We need eye-to-eye, knee-to-knee, heart-to-heart advice, counsel that comes from wisdom but is offered from flesh-and-blood people who can see it through with us. Pastors, parents, grandparents can watch our progress and celebrate as well as challenge us. This requires getting up close to people and being vulnerable, but isn't that what we all really need? Boy, that's a feels like a word for the for our times. Our culture will it will push us towards you know, individualism, like do it yourself, don't ask for help, do things on your own. But there is such wisdom in asking for help and for advice. Like I'm, um, I to had a birthday, I'm 57, 57 now. Yeah, I know, you thought I was way older. Um, but um, I'm still asking people for wisdom and advice around, around things. It just seems, it's just the right thing to do. And the people we want to be influenced by, we want to be influenced by people that know us. And even better if they're showing the qualities that uh, that Paul the Apostle says the elders of the church should have. You know, In Titus, it talks about people being blameless and faithful to their spouse and whose children believe not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain, hospitable, love what's good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined, hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught. Those are the people, people that know you and that people that you can see those things in their lives. We need to like make the most of the opportunity that we have to have conversations with those kind of people that can sow into your life. And you know, if you're thinking like, well, yeah, I want to become more, more godly, have some conversations with those people and like just see where it, it will take you. All right, so this thing, train yourself to be godly. We've talked a little bit about godliness. What about this word, train? Train yourself to be godly. Train, again, dictionary.com. Train, teach a person a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over a period of time. Train, teach a person a particular skill or type of behavior through practice and instruction over a period of time. You learn stuff, you practice, and you hang in there with it. You persevere. Uh, I, again, things that you read over over summer. I was reading um, about Kobe Bryant, you know, the, the great um, NBA basketball player. He said this: "He said, I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses." Woo-hoo. I mean, he's obviously a very driven, disciplined person. But isn't that great things come from hard work and perseverance? It's not just a little bit of hard work. It's, it's that sowing in over a period of time. Godliness. You know, Kobe's training, he had, it had incredible value for his basketball career. But godliness has benefit and value for all things. For all things, so be stirred in your most holy faith. You know, learn and practice for godliness in twenty twenty three. Like prayer, um, reading your Bible. Uh, you might even want to try some other things like um, fasting or serving or um, giving. Now, one of our uh, young adults said to me just this last week, she said, uh, this year I'm going to get up a bit earlier each day and read my Bible for 15 minutes. And I said straight away, I said, that will change your life. That will change your life. That is a piece of training yourself to be godly that holds promise for this life and the life to come. Train yourself to be godly. Yourself. Train yourself. What he's saying is that you've got to take up some responsibility here. Don't be sitting back and just waiting for your, your pastors or your, your parents or your, your youth group leader or your life group leader to, uh, to do it all for you. Train yourself. Make some plans, do some work. And again, like part of, part of that is, is getting input, getting, getting some help. I know, I, know, I know this, that many of you, when you think about this thing, like I just don't even know where to start. I, I don't know what, I, I like the sound of, I don't know, what, what, do you, what do you do? Like I'm just like a regular person. Like what do we do? Like we've got on our church website, we've got a, like a resources thing. It's under it's under, it's, under, oh, it's a bit small. But uh, see, you need to sit at the front row in case you get like words that are small, and then you better in. So on our website, we've got this grow, and then under that, we've got resources. There's some things there that are are super helpful for you. There's an if there's this great website if you really are, you know want to go like yeah, I'm 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 into I'm up for this I'm keen. There's a great website called Practicing the Way and uh, you want to scribble that down, practicing the way, um, that would be so helpful for you in this whole thing of training yourself to be godly. And like, I I need to tell you this too, like, I would love to help you. If you're just like, I don't know where to start, I'd love to help you. Like, to get, let's get together, let's have a coffee, and let's together, let's come up with a plan. I've just seen Clive here. Happy birthday for this week too, Clive. Good to see you. Like, um... Like, why don't we get together? If you're like, like let's, or, or get together with someone, you know, one the other pastor in the church or leaders or someone, you know, it's like, like, let, help, me, help me work out a plan, you know, that, so we could make 2023 the year of, of godliness. Just like my physio is helping me with my injuries, your personal trainer is helping you maybe get together with someone. And let's like, hey, let's, let's work something out here. Let me finish with this. Here's, here's a great question. Great question for you. Um, a great question that let's see if you'd be brave enough to ask someone else. Ask someone, how am I going with my godliness? I'm sure that they would say, I think you're there. Or they may say, well, you know, when you're driving (laughs) and those cars. So friends, I know it's a challenging word to kick off 2023. Train yourself to be godly. But would you let the Spirit of God speak to your hearts this morning? And just, and if you're sensing that invitation from God, Say yes. Train, you know, instruction, practice over time. Yourself, you take responsibility to be godly, conforming to God's ways in everyday life. Because this godliness holds tremendous promise for this life and for the life to come. Amen. Why don't we stand together as we as we close? Short services over summer, one hour services. I've gone one minute over, I apologize. And I haven't even finished yet. Why don't we just take a moment and it's gonna be quiet, uh, which is okay. Let's just take a moment and just bring this, um, I guess the challenge of the morning. Bring it to God and just have a wee wee pray. And You may just want to say, yes, God, yes. I choose to train. I choose this year I will do my bit, put a little bit of a training program together where I train myself to be godly. So God, we welcome your presence here with us, your spirit here with us. We know you're here with us. God, may your spirit come now. Come, Holy Spirit, and touch people's hearts, God. Plant in them, God, resolve, God, for, uh, for the things that you're speaking to them. And Holy Spirit, I just ask now as our hearts are open to you, that you would stir our hearts with a, a fresh, renewed hunger for the things of God. A renewed hunger to be to, to, to be a person of godliness. That that would and that that fresh hunger would flow out into our thinking, into our words, and into our actions. Pray you'd stir our hearts to worship, stir our hearts to pray, stir our hearts with a hunger, God, to know your word and just to, to read your word, the scriptures, the Bible, and work in us so that these things would, would land in us, the, the, the things of God would land in our hearts, land in our heads and transform us more and more into your image, into people of godliness, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whānau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day. and Be blessed.